We get support from UC Davis, a globally ranked university working to solve the world's most pressing problems in food, energy, health, education, and the environment. UC Davis researchers collaborate and innovate in California and around the globe to find transformational solutions. It's all part of the university's mission to promote quality of life for all living things. Find out more at 21stcentury.ucdavis.edu. This is 99% Invisible. I'm Roman Mars. And we have a special podcast edition of the show this week because I'm off the radio uh, airing repeats until February 4th when season number two of 99% Invisible starts up. Uh, We had some funding to start up and uh, I'm sort of getting more funding and researching and recording more stories. So look for new episodes on February 4th. But in the meantime, I have probably what are going to be new stories to you unless you already listened to a lot of the shows that I've worked on in the past. And this one is from one of those shows called Snap Judgment, the best news storytelling show out there. It's from NPR and PRX. You should definitely check it out if you haven't already. But this is a piece that I really love that I did for them for the Utopia episode. And I think it has some design implications. So if you can bear with me, you know, but otherwise it's just, I think it's a fun one to listen to because there's some great tape in the end. So like stay with it because the tape at the end is just, it'll just destroy you. It's about an online world that was designed and created by EA Games and sort of turned into a perfect little utopia by the, by the users themselves. But the problem was is that EA Games didn't uh, actually make any money off the game, so they didn't support it anymore. So it's what happens when a created world goes dark. I hope you enjoy it. A few months before the end of the world, Paul Monaco posted this message on YouTube. Hello, everyone. Paul Monaco here. Buddha Paul, as most of you know me as. Um, you probably all heard the news. EA Land... The Sims Online closing down. The world that was ending was called The Sims Online. It was an online version of the most popular computer game ever made. You've all been wonderful. You've helped me through a hard time in my life when I first got online. But ironically, the online version of The Sims was not very popular. They ended up losing tons of subscribers and changing the name to EA Land. And then they finally pulled the plug. Thank you. And uh, please, let's, let's try to stay in touch. And if not, um, good luck with with, um, whatever you choose to do and move on to. As you can probably hear, EA Land was not a normal video game. There were no monsters, no killing, and although it had some competitive elements, for many players, competition wasn't the point at all. Unlike a lot of other games where you might be shooting people or slaying dragons or something. This was a game about socializing. That is Robert Ashley. I'm Robert Ashley. He produces a very popular internet radio show. I'm the creator of A Life Well Wasted. A Life Well Wasted. It's about video games and the people who love them. And EA Land was a video game that a dedicated few absolutely loved. The crowd that it attracted, I think, were people who just wanted to get together and sort of chat, meet strangers. It was a nice place. Over time, it became a kind of intimate almost bar, like the cheers of video games. Where everyone knows your name. And at the moment that Paul Monaco, a.k.a. Buddha Paul, found EA Land, it was exactly what he needed most. My wife um, had a, a long-term illness. She, um, from a blood transfusion, she had hepatitis C. And the last three years or so of her life were pretty, you know, pretty much a challenge for, well, for both of us. 
And after she passed away, I, I had absolutely no function other than to wake up, go to work, and, and go to sleep again. With with her illness, I didn't get out and socialize much. We, you know, we weren't able to, you know, go out to the bars and meet up with friends and have dinner. I totally desocialized myself. And this game was kind of a way for me to just kind of get back into into living again. Uh, it was it was pretty amazing. And Paul began to live for EA Land. He would play it for hours and hours. It was the first thing he did when he got home from work. You're treated to a big warm greeting. Everyone would, uh, you know, say hi, and you, you know your your IMs would be beeping along, and uh, you'd be inundated with that. Uh, it, it made you feel really good. It wasn't the real world, but his friends were real friends, and virtual worlds do have an upside. Your race, your color, your religion, all that can be totally masked, and you're truly judged on who you really are and how you present yourself. There's no no prejudice, there's no preconceived anything. It's just, you're really taken at face value. People could really like break loose and, and be themselves and have some fun. It just feels really good. But Paul's utopia didn't last because EA Land started hemorrhaging money. The writing was on the wall, the server was about to go dark, and this event, this virtual apocalypse, might only exist in the memory of the players if it weren't for Dr. Henry Lowood. I had just stumbled across um, this project by Henry Lowood. Uh, my name is Henry Lowood. Who is this archival researcher at Stanford. And I had a project called How They Got Game which is on the history of digital games and simulations. Saving video games for future generations. You know, 50, 100, 200 years from now. How are we going to save that history? You know, like, we've got to save the video games. So Dr. Lowood and his colleagues preserve what happens inside video games. Now, for a single-player game like Pac-Man, for example, this is easy. You effectively take the Atari cartridge out and you put it on a shelf. But saving multiplayer online games is not so simple. Saving the software alone is kind of a barren exercise. If you save the code for EA Land and turn it on 100 years from now, you'd enter a world and nothing would be there. All the things that Paul Monaco and his friends loved would be impossible to find. You need to document what people are doing in these spaces. That situation is much more like what a historian or an archivist would do when faced with the problem of documenting the real world. So when Dr. Lowood caught wind of the alien shutting down, he had the opportunity to record something a historian or archaeologist would die to witness firsthand in the real world. To see what it would be like when an online world came to an end. What happens when a virtual world closes? The end of a culture. What is it like to be there at the, in the last minute and when it shuts down? So the tape is rolling and the last few hours of EA Land are being recorded and the most dedicated diehard users are there, exchanging virtual hugs, reminiscing. The players are typing messages which appear like comic book word bubbles and you hear all these avatars crying and you hear all these coos and moans and the gibberish language of the game called Simlish. And you know, they, they sound like they're going to be bummed and, uh, and everything, but it's not like a big pity party. But then toward the, the end of, of the night, there's this radio station that you could listen to in the game called Charmed Radio. And they had this DJ there uh, named Spike. He is sort of the only voice that you end up hearing at the end of the world. And as soon as he starts talking, you understand what is being lost. Hey guys, the last time you're going to hear me speak, well, the last time before TSI goes down, 
I just want to thank you all. Um, it's been an amazing experience. It really has. And I promise I wouldn't make myself cry, but I can't. I can't stress enough how much you guys have meant to me over the past however many years it's been. It really has been awesome. And uh, some people don't get attached to things, but uh, when you make when you make friends, other people live in this game. It's actually really hard. So uh, I'm gonna play the last song. It's Sarah Brightman and Andrea Bocelli. Time to say goodbye. <laughs> Hopefully you guys will uh, keep in touch. My Yahoo ID is one two three four five. Why? One two three four five. Good luck in life, everybody, and uh, best wishes. I love you all, and uh, it's been great knowing you. Take care, guys, and uh, let's just. I just want to. Even if you haven't got a drink, just propose a toast to Parazad, who's been absolutely amazing. Parazad, we couldn't have done this without you. Thank you. You get this feeling like being on the deck of the Titanic. Yeah, anyone who actually stayed to the end was very much invested in the game on an emotional level. When they pulled the plug on the server, bits and pieces of the world started disappearing. The environment began to disintegrate. The texture on the trees flickered, and all the people froze and blinked out of existence. The actual ending was, was uh, you know, not with a bang, but with a whimper. And the last thing that they saw was basically just an error message, a server disconnect message. And then... The world ended. That was the game over for a show I worked on called Snap Judgment, which if you're not already a fan, you should just go and trust me and just download everything and listen to it. You'll enjoy it. And it also was a collaboration with Robert Ashley, who um, did the internet radio show called A Life Well Wasted. I heard that the bit of audio tape and the interview that he did uh, about this uh, story on his podcast. And um, I asked him about it and we sort of, I interviewed him and kind of rearranged the parts and took little bits of it uh, and turned it into the piece that you heard. So this is definitely a collaboration with Robert Ashley. The last episode of his show, um, episode number six of A Life Well Wasted, is a work of art. It's just beautiful. So go look that up, A Life Well Wasted, and uh, download it. That's the piece for this week. I have another one coming, I think, next week or in two weeks before the new shows start on February 4th. And really, any ideas you have, design stories, anything, pitch me something. I, I, I respond really well to pitches. So uh, let me know what you're thinking about and what type of stories you'd like to hear on 99% Invisible. Go to 99%invisible.org. And thanks. <laughs>